and I are enjoying TV Confidential with my buddy Ed. Ed Roberts is the reminder that we'll play part two of our conversation with Johnny Whitaker later on in this hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, if you're a fan of Shirley Jones and or a fan of the Partridge family, our friends at Axis TV are celebrating Mother's Day weekend with a special two-day mini-marathon featuring 16 episodes of the Partridge family that capture Shirley Partridge in all of her motherly glory, including the famous episode from season three in which the esteemed publication Women's Journal nominated Shirley as Mother of the Year. The Partridge Family Marathon airs Saturday, May 11th and Sunday, May 12th, beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific each day, and will be repeated each night in primetime beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern. For details and more information, go to axis.tv, A-X-S dot TV. You might recall we had a chance to talk to Shirley Jones here on TV Confidential back in August 2013. At the time we talked to Shirley, she had just released her memoir, Shirley Jones, a memoir in which she not only recalled her years on the Partridge family, but revealed for the very first time the story of her often tumultuous relationship with the love of her life, actor Jack Cassidy. We'll replay part of our conversation with Shirley Jones as part of our program tonight. Shirley Jones, welcome to TV Confidential. Thank you, my dear. It's nice to be here. Very nice to have you. We were talking before we started formally recording. Your book is very clever in that, on the one hand, it's clearly your story, but it is also very much the story of Jack Cassidy. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, he he was the he was the love of my life. I mean, he was my first real love, real beau. I was, you know, I was twenty one when I when I met him. And married him at 22 or 23, and uh, I was married to him 18 years. And it was kind of a rough 18 years toward the end, but it also was wonderful. I have no regrets whatsoever. I had a great time with him, and I adored him. Yeah, and you present him, I mean, you, you present him good and bad, but very, very honestly and, and very humanely at, at, at the very end. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You know... Uh, he taught me everything that I knew about everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was this little girl from a small town, population 800, mm-hmm. south of Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, I was an only child, and, and, and I grew up learning as much as I could the only way I could. But when I met Jack, you know, he was, he was the most handsome man I ever met, but also he had a sense of humor, and that was, meant a lot to me. And I loved his work. I loved his singing. He was an incredible actor. I had such admiration for him, and I had never met a man like that. And in every way, he turned me on, in every way, shape, and form. In, in, yes, tur- yeah, the operative word is turn on in, in every sense of the word. And again, that, that, that touches on something I want to talk about in just a second. But Jack was very much a larger-than-life personality. That's exactly right. And yet, when you talk about the final days of your marriage and the final days of his life, he comes across as a tragic figure. Well, he was he was ill. You know, he was bipolar, mm-hmm. and that was discovered. You know, later on, and then he started. You know, he started to go being bipolar. Started to go into drugs and alcohol to a great degree, which I then was not quite aware of. I knew he drank, but I was not aware of drugs as well. And you know, all of a sudden, and the fact that he didn't have a career that he wanted, 
he's just, uh, the unfortunate thing about this, Ed, is he just started to do motion pictures mm -hmm. when he died. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it just started to happen for him when he died in the, in the fire. And uh, that was the sad part. He was 49 years old, you know. Yes, yes, yes. That, 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 that's an age that uh, rings very true to me, especially right now. Yes, <laughs> I know, you said it. <laughs> But but th this this is the uh, this is the other thing and 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 again I'm I'm sure folks I'm sure a lot of you have heard you know some of the titillating details about Shirley's book and we'll talk about that in, in just a second but w one of the things I want to make clear is uh, there is a perception among some of the people who've read your book and and posted reviews that you threw that you quote unquote threw Jack under the bus because you present him warts and all. I just want to go on record. I, I don't agree with that. You presented Jack Cassidy, the person. Yes, and also the love of my life. Yes. I mean, I, I, I have no regrets whatsoever about my relationship with Jack. You know, the unfortunate thing is he became he was ill. He became ill. Yeah. I, you know, and I have often said, and Marty even knows this too. If Jack were still alive, I'm not sure I would have married again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you, p people like that, they find it difficult to fade in the background. I mean, especially when, it, right. when it was and it, and it was clear that at the end that he still had feelings for you. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, you know, the last words he said to me is, is Mouse, you know, we had what dreams are made of. Mm -hmm. but, 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 but as we're saying before, wherever Jack is in, in, in the universe, I'm sure he is smiling on you because not only are we talking about him, but you made his story, I mean, you, 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 you made him famous again, and that's exactly what yeah. he wanted. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because that, that was my feeling about him. You know, I have, I have no regrets whatsoever. Every, every moment with yeah. him was wonderful. My, my one quibble with you when, when it comes to Jack is, mm -hmm. is I'm a big Columbo fan. And, yeah, me too. And Jack was Jack set the standard for murderers on Columbo. And, I know. And it's impossible to cover everything in your book, but it's like that's the one thing I don't I don't think you mentioned that in in the book, and I kind of wish you did. That's but that's just I know one. you're right. Well, you know, I had so much that I was thinking of, and and and, and so much that I was thinking of us working together. Mm -hmm. And as I said, he just started to do motion pictures when unfortunately he lost his life, but. Yeah, everything he did, he was wonderful in. And you're right, Columbo was really exceptional. Uh, you know, but I guess I, you know, I just talked about everything else too. So. Yeah, but 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 then again, you know, being being an author myself, I understand that you know you can't fit everything in the page, and I mean you you do everything you can to, to fit everything, but sometimes you know you. Right. Yeah, but uh, but it, it's interesting. They the other night on Me TV, they showed the first one that he did, the one that uh, Spielberg directed. Right. And and I was and I had just finished reading. I, I think I was in the middle of your book at that point, and there was there was a sequence in that line that rang kind of eerily true. Uh, he, he was playing a man who was very self-absorbed, and I kind of stopped and realized, I wonder if he realized, in, in some respects, he was playing himself. Of course, absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, and he said that in many ways about himself, yeah. you know. By the way, Spielberg, you know, uh, he, when he met Spielberg... Uh, I was, I'll never forget this, I, I forgot to put that in the book, but I came home and suddenly in my dining room I see this very young man sitting there having lunch with Jack. <laughs> I, said, I said, who is this? He said, only the finest director I've ever worked with, 
Shirley? Yeah. It's Spielberg. <laughs> I said, really? And he's, he's fantastic. He went on and on about him as a director, and that was, you know, one of the first things he ever did. Well, with good reason, because, you know, uh, Spielberg captured the essence of Jack as a performer. Yes, uh, he did. That's exactly right, and Jack knew it, too. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm not, and, and again, it's very easy to say, to think of, if we were to play word association and, and someone were to say Jack Cassidy, I would say stylish, but, mm-hmm. but he was all, but he also, he did have a lot of depth to him. Oh, a lot of depth, and he had a great sense of humor, too. Mm-hmm. And a sense of humor about himself, which was great, you yes, know. Yes, yes. Well, you have a sense of humor about yourself, Shirley Jones, and that certainly comes across in every page of Shirley Jones' a memoir, which is published by Gallery Books, an imprint of Simon and Schuster. You can find Shirley's book in bookstores everywhere, as well as through Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever books are sold online. One other thing I want to uh, I, I want to talk about before I forget, and we're 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 talking about we're talking about, and I think this touches on one of the key points of your book, Shirley, is that you know we, we mentioned before in in our open that people tend to think of the image of Shirley Jones; they forget that Shirley Jones is a flesh and blood person. That's exactly right. Yeah. Absolutely. And. And, and it's like... You know, I was never outgoing, you know, for example. I mean, when I would go to a party, uh, you know, all my friends knew me very well. But mm-hmm. I have, you know, I have close friends from third grade in a small town. Yeah. They're still my friends. And they all know me very well. But I never exposed that side. If I'd go to the red carpet, you know, parties and mm-hmm. all of that stuff to all the other people, you know, that I worked with or were in Hollywood, I don't think they ever saw that side of me, really, you know. Yeah. It was all the show business. Yeah, and and again, I mean, we we all have a select circle of friends that we reveal who we really are to. That's right, exactly. You know, that's so, what I did. Yeah, and uh, this this also speaks to another thing you talk about in the book when you talk about you know your marriage to Marty Ingalls, who your your second husband, who you have been uh, together with uh, for twenty seven years. Thirty. And- 35 years. 35 years. Well, you know, this This is why I pre-record this, because I can fix <laughs> Math was never my strong suit, Shirley. But, uh, uh, Not mine either. <laughs> but, again, you know, a, a lot of people, again, because they think of they think they think of you, the Academy Award winner, the distinguished actress, Mrs. Partridge, and they and a lot of people. There are millions of people, and I'll confess, I was one of them who said, you know, who didn't understand what you saw in Marty. But and it, but, mm-hmm. but but I think the, that that speaks to that, that speaks to one of the things you want to that you talk about in the book, which is there's the image and there's the person. You didn't fall in that's love exactly with exactly right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You know, I, I, you know, I said I never, ever was interested and couldn't have been married to the regular nine to five guy. You know, mm-hmm. with the pipe and slippers, and you know, I, I, I loved humor. I loved, you know, I was a rebel. You know, I was the rebel uh, uh, with both of them, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, there, me being the rebel I am and was, you know, and still am. You know, I couldn't marry a straight laced guy. I mean, I wasn't interested in that. I love to laugh. I love to do strange, funny things. You know, be a little off kilter, mm-hmm. and nobody knows that about me. Well, they will. <laughs> Two men I married. <laughs> yes. Well, well, nobody knows about that to you until they pick up a copy of Shirley Jones' a memoir, and they'll they'll get a better idea of that. That's right. Exactly. Yes. By the way, and and before I forget, Shirley, another thing I like about your book is that it's your story, and yet 
you're almost a supporting player in your own story, which is kind of hard to do. I'm not sure. If well, you know, I'm a supporting player to both my husbands, yeah. you know, and that's kind of the role I, I, I like playing. That's why I chose the kind of men I chose. Well, then that makes very that makes absolute sense. So. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You know, I see. I was a very young, naive little girl from a small town, mm-hmm. and marriage to me was marriage. I mean, I was not. You know, as, even though my book has a lot of sexuality in it, you know, I didn't go around sleeping with everybody I worked with. I never. I had two men in my life. Mm-hmm. That was Jack mm-hmm. and Marty, and that's the truth of the matter. You know, and so because it was very important to me, marriage was very important to me. Commitment was very important to me. And making my husband feel like he was number one, which is ironic because in that respect, you really were as as quote unquote wholesome as many of the characters you portray. I was. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Because people say you know writing this kind of book that means you weren't. It. I, but I was as wholesome as the characters. Yeah. But I I I did everything that my husbands wanted to, to have happen. And, uh, and you know, that's what love and marriage is all about, mm-hmm. I, I thought, and still think. Yeah, and, and plus, uh, at the height of your marriage, to Jack in particular, I mean, this is the swing in 60s. You know, mores were changing. and That's right, exactly right. You know, so you, you know, you, you, as, and as you were growing as a person, you were just, you were trying things, and if it worked for you, fine. If it didn't work for you, you know, you, at least you can say you did that. You're so right. You're so right. It's funny, you know, I, I've been talking to a lot of people about this, obviously, because that's what I'm doing. I'm mm-hmm. doing, you know, the book tour and everything. Mm-hmm. But you know something? You you really hit it on the head for me more than anybody else has. Ed, and I, I appreciate that because that is exactly how I feel. And it's hard to explain that, you know, coming from me sometimes. But well, that, that is exactly how I well, feel. Well, that's, that's one of the things I want to do with, with our conversation. You're listening to an encore presentation of our conversation with Academy Award winner Shirley Jones that originally aired in August 2013. Shirley's memoir, Shirley Jones, a memoir available wherever books are sold. If you're a fan of the Partridge family, Access TV is airing 16 of the very best episodes of the Partridge family in four-hour blocks on Saturday, May 11th and Sunday, May 12th, beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, each day with each block repeated in prime time both nights beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. More information, axis.tv, A-X-S dot TV. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Factor. If you want to eat better this year and are looking for fast, healthy, restaurant-quality meals that are ready to eat and easy on your budget, Factor is the perfect solution. So head to factormeals.com slash talk. TV50 and use code TALKTV50 to get 50% off your first month's order and 20% off your next month. That's factormeals.com slash TV50 and use code TALKTV50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Hi, this is Louis Lester Jr. You're listening to TV Confidential. One of the biggest surprises for me, Shirley, is before you were offered the Partridge family, you were also offered the role of Carol Brady on The Brady Bunch. That's right. Yes, I was. I've never read that anywhere else before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was. You know, first of all, the agents and managers said to me, Shirley, don't do a television series because if 
it is successful, you'll be that character for the rest of your life, and your movie career will be in the toilet. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they were right about that. But I didn't want to do, you know, a regular series where I was, the, you know, the, the married lady taking the roast out of the oven. Mm -hmm. I mean, that had been done for me over and over again. But then when Partridge came to be, you know, I thought, wait a minute, the first working mother on television, and I, we had a band, and, you know, we all worked together, and so that was a whole different cup of tea for me. And then I thought, you know, no matter what, this will give me a chance to stay home and raise my kids. And they were school age, all school age mm -hmm. then. And I'd taken them all over the world, you know, on movie locations with a nanny and that kind of thing. And even even though the agent said, don't do a series, I thought, this is the series I'm going to do if I'm going to do one. Yeah, it was, a, it was that's exactly what happened. And it was a great vehicle for you because you, you not only acted, but you it, it showcased your voice. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. And uh, and it was fun, and everybody in it was so good. And of course, David gave David a career, as you know. Ab absolutely, career. But that, and again, yeah. this is another. This speaks to another difference between you and Jack. And again, this is not meant to trash Jack. This is just to show you know this this is this is how Jack was wired. You were happy that David blossomed as a star. Oh yeah. Jack was jealous. I know exactly. Yeah, he was. He didn't say those words. He said, why do you want to be in show business? Right. You know, go to college, you know, that kind of thing. But when he became a giant success, you know, it was even worse for Jack. I mean, he, he, he couldn't believe it. He said, he said, oh, you, you know, that'll last a couple of years and then you'll be on the streets, you know, is that kind of thing. And, and also he said, go to Broadway. Don't do this kind of thing, you know. But Jack had a problem that way. And, he, you know, even with me, I mean, one of the reasons I, I, I wanted to help him and be any, everything and anything he wanted was because I was the breadwinner. I was the movie star. Mm -hmm. You know, and he, he wanted that more than anything in life. Yeah, which is, but, and again, and again it's, it, it is a tragic character flaw that uh, we see not only in people in the entertainment industry, we That's see right. in, we see in just about every walk of life. And Yeah, you're right, absolutely. And it, mm -hmm. it, it has destroyed it has destroyed many a marriages no matter what you do for a living. Oh sure. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And I as I said, I you know, if Jack was still alive, I don't know whether I would have married again. Because he you know, he was the man I adored. But being who I was, and, and, and as I said, unfortunately, his career was just beginning to rise yeah. when he did pass away, so that was the sad part, too. I know that one of your favorite episodes of Partridge was the one where you did the whale song. Oh, I love that song so much. Well, you know, in all the four and a half years of doing the show, Ed, I only had two solos. <laughs> <laughs> two solos. Yeah. But but my my favorite is the one with the skunk and the tomato juice, and I understand... Mine, too. Isn't that funny? Everybody asks me about what my favorite episode was, and that's the one I, I talk about. Well, yeah, because it hit closer to home than you realize. I mean, it's... it's I know, I know. It yeah. was such fun, that yeah. one. Yeah. You know, we had a lot of interesting people work on the Partridge family, too, and got their career going on the Partridge family, which Rob, was interesting. Rob you know. Reiner, Farrah Fawcett, Stu Margolin. Yeah. Uh, Lou Gossett, Richard Pryor, you know, a lot, lot, lot of people. And, and um, 
And, and of course, Susan Day became a big star a few years later with L.A. Law. And then, exactly right, yeah. So, let's see. You, you talk about a lot of your leading men in the book. There are two actors that you don't mention that I want to ask you about. One is Dabney Coleman, who you did that... Uh, oh, I love Dabney, yeah, yeah, right. Who you worked on on Slap Maxwell. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand... Um, and this goes back to making you laugh. I, I understand that uh, he made you laugh when he first welcomed you onto the, onto the set. Absolutely did. That's exactly right. I forgot now what he said, but it was hysterical. Because I was, you know, I was a little nervous about working with him because yeah. I didn't know him. I never met him, and it was a little later in my career. So I, okay. <laughs> I walked on the set. He was hysterical. Okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll prompt you on the story. Um, please. What I read was he sent you... Dabney had kind of a had had a very sly sense of humor. I know, yeah. And he gave you a big bouquet of roses and a note saying, "Don't screw up." <laughs> That's right. I knew it was, it was exactly that. I wasn't sure that he said it to you when I walked in the office, or you know. Yeah. I, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. It and, was so great. Yeah, and, and it made me feel so comfortable. <laughs> and and that was that was a good role for you because and again this goes back to elegant. I mean this goes back to perception. We think we tend to think of you and Lulu Baines notwithstanding, we tend to think of you as elegant roles. And you played a very you know uh, down to earth woman who dressed in Sears and Roebuck. Ro- 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 right. And, and it was it was it was just it was. Well, like, those are the roles that I wanted to play. In. Yeah. And you know I had a hard time getting them. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, I had, as I said, had had Gantry not happened, I wouldn't have had the career I've had today. Yeah. Because everybody thought of me as a singer, and a singer, they, you know, they don't think of you as an actress. Yeah. So I had to find roles and look for roles that had that were edgy, that were different, you know, from prostitutes to you know whatever. And I'm so glad I did, you know, uh, because it gave me a career in acting. Now, uh, we're, we're mentioning before the perception, uh, if you did if you did television, you, it would kill your movie career. And that kind of speaks to, once upon a time, you either did film or you did television, and you didn't do both. But I understand an early television role brought you to the attention of Burt Lancaster and eventually That's Elmer That's exactly right, yes. It was a Playhouse 90, if you remember the show, it was live television. Mm-hmm. And I did a thing called The Big Slide with Red Skelton. Mm-hmm. And it was a wonderful hour and a half show. And I played an alcoholic sunshine girl in the Max Senate era who would commit suicide. So <laughs> that got me the rolling gantry. <laughs> Yeah, because well, because you know, it, look, film actors may not have you know, quote unquote, thought much of television, but they watch. That's te- right. But but they watch television because you're always looking for you know new talent. And that's right. And and, and of course, I understand that uh, Burt Lancaster was one of your idols when you were a young girl. Oh gosh, I had his picture all over my bedroom wall <laughs> when I saw him in The Killers. Remember, oh, I think it was his first film. Yes. Yes. The killers, yeah. Yeah. And oh, I fell in love, right? Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that, look, there, there's, there are so many storybook elements, you know. I mean, it's, it's like it would never into your life. It's like never in a million years would it happen, and yet it, it, it goes to show that sometimes, you know, storybook, you know, storybook things do happen in real life. That's exactly right. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, amazing, you know, and Gordon McRae, there was a, a Saturday morning uh, radio show called the Teen Timers Club, mm-hmm. and Gordon was the singer on the Teen Timers Club every Saturday morning, and he hosted it, and I n- never missed it when I was, I was about 16, 
And every Saturday morning, I would listen to him sing and say, oh, there's no singer like him in the world. <laughs> Wouldn't you know I got to sing with him? <laughs> well, when I was a young man, I never, I mean, I, like, like many young men, I had a major crush on you, and I never thought in a million years I'd have an opportunity to talk to you, but it goes to show that dreams come true even for people. Oh, like that's <laughs> lovely. Uh, thank you. Okay. That's very sweet. Shirley's memoir, Shirley Jones, a memoir available wherever books are sold. If you're a fan of the Partridge family, Access TV is airing 16 of the very best episodes of the Partridge family in four-hour blocks on Saturday, May 11th, and Sunday, May 12th, beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, each day with each block repeated in primetime both nights beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. More information, axis.tv, A-X-S TV. We'll play part two of our conversation with Johnny Whitaker when we come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.